0: Our true and only light. Enlighten those who sit in night. Let those afar now hear your voice, and in your fold with us rejoice. For our daily prayer, we use the Order of Morning Prayer, found on page 235 in the Lutheran Service Book, or page 024 in the middle section of Treasury of Daily Prayer. Let us pray. Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And with the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. and followed him on the way. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Duncan McClellan.
1: For the third time, Jesus predicts his passion. He has already told his disciples that he is going to be delivered over to the priests and scribes, that he is going to be sentenced to death, be executed, and rise from the dead. But he adds here the details of being mocked, spit upon, scourged, and that he will be delivered over by the Romans. All people, Jew and Gentile, will play a role in his death, and his suffering will be far worse than previously imagined, because this is what it takes for your sins to be forgiven. In the passage that follows, we see two different responses to the passion prediction of our Lord. First, we see the response of James and John. They have heard Jesus declare that he will rise from the dead, and they see this as an opportunity for personal advancement. And so they ask to sit at his right and his left when he enters his glory, which they assume to be when he is raised from the dead. The result of this request is dissension among the disciples. Just who do the sons of thunder think they are, anyway? It also leads Jesus to instruct his disciples about the kind of advancement, glory, that they should seek humble service instead of worldly dominance. Jesus did not come so that we could be rulers over little personal kingdoms. We would be blessed simply to follow his humble servant footsteps. The second response to the passion prediction of Christ comes from a very unlikely source, a blind beggar on the side of the road. He calls out as Jesus goes by, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He has nothing to offer Jesus, and he knows it. He knows that he does not deserve to sit at Jesus' right hand or his left or anywhere in the same room as the son of David. But he knows that Jesus can do for him what no one else can or would. Jesus can have mercy and fix what is wrong. Now, unlike the previous passage where James and John asked Jesus to do for them whatever they want, it is Jesus who asks blind Bartimaeus what it is that he wants And he asks for a very simple thing he wants to be able to see. He wants his eyes to work the way God intended for them to work. The text teaches us that he is given his sight and uses this merciful gift from Jesus not to sit at his right hand or his left in glory, but simply to follow him in his humble servant footsteps on his way to Jerusalem. Now, at first, the takeaway from this daily lectionary reading seems to be You need to be more like blind Bartimaeus and ask Jesus for mercy and not glory. And if this is what you take away from the text, well, that's not a bad thing. Our greatest need is for Jesus to make right in our lives what sin has made wrong, to forgive sins and ultimately to raise us from the dead on the last day. This is our greatest need, and it is one that Jesus and he alone can and does meet. But I think if you dig a little deeper, there's another takeaway here that teaches us about the character and the heart of Jesus. Jesus has just told his disciples that he is going to suffer and die. Horrible stuff like announcing to the family, I have some bad news. But how do the disciples respond? They offer no compassion or support for Jesus. Instead, they focus on themselves. They want glory, they want to be special. They want to sit at his right and his left. In their minds, even Jesus' suffering and death is all about them, an opportunity for advancement. But Jesus does not take them to task. He does not lose his cool. I just told you that I'm going to suffer and die, and your first thought is, How can I profit off this? Shame on you. He doesn't do that. Instead, he teaches. He unifies the now fractured band of disciples around himself and his call to self-sacrificing service. He loves them. And now on his way to Jerusalem, where the focus is rightly on his passion, a blind man calls out from the side of the road. But by the time we get to Mark 10 and where this reading is, there have been plenty of blind men by the side of the road or equivalents in the Gospel of Mark. Just one more person whose life has been destroyed by sin. Take a number. Don't you see that Jesus has better things to do, like provide an amends making sacrifice for the sins of every person who has ever lived? He is going to defeat death in a creation-altering resurrection, and you're worried about 2020 vision? But Jesus does not walk by, pretend not to hear, or hear and not care. He talks with Bartimaeus. He heals Bartimaeus. And then has Bartimaeus follow him on his way to Jerusalem. While everyone else could only give him scraps of their spare change, Jesus gives this man back his life and the blessing of discipleship. He has time for him. He loves him. And Jesus has time for us to correct us when we go off track like James and John, when we think that our identity as a Christian is designed to bring us glory in the eyes of other people and in the eyes of God, instead of using it for what it really is a call to humble self-sacrifice in the name of the one who has saved us and called us. And he makes right in our lives what sin has made wrong, like Bartimaeus, to bind up old wounds of hurt and the mistakes of our past, which no longer condemn us, and to define us not by the worst things we've ever done, but by the best thing he has done. He invited us to accompany him on his path to Jerusalem, a hill outside the city, and a tomb with the stone rolled away.
0: Let us pray. O oh God, the Helper of all who call on you, have mercy on us, and give us eyes of faith to see your Son, that we may follow him on the way that leads to eternal life. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God,
2: Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever.
3: Amen.
2: Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray.